Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, it's Andy Bueller, high school sports reporter and host of the Scorebook Live Today podcast. So the coronavirus has shut down schools and halted high school sports, but we're taking things up a notch in hopes to help during this time of great uncertainty. Each day, we're releasing a special episode of this podcast called Dickow's Quarantine Series, where our own Dan Dickow interviews an expert in their respective field, from coaches to trainers, authors to uh, former standout athletes. Subscribe to this podcast for free, and please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Let's keep everyone safe by washing your hands and following the governor's stay-at-home mandate. We're just as excited for high school sports to return as you are. Here's Dan Dickow after a word from our sponsor. Are you a small business impacted by the coronavirus? Washington Federal is here to help. Washington Federal is a proud sponsor of Scorebook Live, and it's offering a five-year business line of credit with 90 days interest for free to businesses that have seen a 10% or greater drop. Apply now to receive up to $200,000 on business lines of credit. The folks at Washington Federal understand small businesses may need an emergency loan. They're doing their best to help during this global pandemic. If you're a small business owner who needs help, head to wafdbank.com to apply. Questions? Email business.lifeline at wafd.com. Dan Dickow, Scorebook Live, Washington, with today's podcast during our quarantine series. A guest who is a former Prairie Falcon. I was class of 97. She was class of 2008. She had a, a phenomenal high school, college, and a professional career, a McDonald's All-American. Uh, Ashley Corral. Ashley, thanks for joining us today on our podcast quarantine series. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Uh, feels good to be talking to another talking right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's a small world. Uh, there's, there's, uh, Falcons have had tremendous success in, in different sports. You look at Richie Sexton uh, in Major League Baseball, uh, and Chad Doing is, is in the broadcast field doing a number of, of successful things. Um, when you look back at your time growing up in the Vancouver Brush Prairie area, um, did you, how did you kind of separate yourself as a young basketball player? How did you get your work ethic from? Yeah, so I moved to Vancouver, um, into the Vancouver area when I was in middle school. So I grew up in Southern California, um, and I think a part of that comes with where my work ethic came from. Uh, my parents are both really, really hard workers. They coached me a lot of my career. Uh, my mom and I are very, very similar. Uh, so she just kind of instilled that work ethic in me. And then moving here, uh, meeting the people that I met and building the relationships that uh, built with Al and learning more about, because we didn't know anything about AAU. We didn't know anything about what prairie was like we didn't know any of that we had just moved here um from seattle so la to seattle back down and um yeah so just living in the vancouver area it's just such a big city but such a small city at the same time so it was just that constant 
wanting to improve yourself just because I don't, I don't know. I've always felt like Vancouver is in such a weird place because nobody from Seattle ever gets to see us until playoffs. So like nobody really knows anything about us. And then we're sandwiched between Seattle and Portland. So then, you know, the Portland schools don't think that, you know, we're, we're just that weird city across the bridge that like has okay basketball, but we don't really play them because the schools are different. So yeah, I just feel like Vancouver was always in such a weird place and a lot of players that, around here, I just, I just always felt like we were trying to prove ourselves that constant wanting to prove that there was good basketball in Southwest Washington and it wasn't just in Portland or Seattle. You know, I had a lot of those same similar thoughts when I was in high school of, of figuring out and needing to find, you know, how I can compete with the Seattle guys and the Portland guys and kind of, you know, make my own niche. Um, and I had the ability uh, to, to take advantage of some of those opportunities that worked out for me. You played for um, a absolute power in Southwest Washington. Um I don't I don't even know how to count the state titles that the Prairie Girls basketball program has. Um, you guys have had a legendary coach in Al Aldridge. Um, what did he what was what were the biggest and best characteristics about him as a coach that really kind of set the standard for the success that you guys had before you got there and then elevated when you were there? Yeah. So I started playing uh in middle school, I started doing stuff with Prairie High School um, during the summer times, and the upper classmen there were just phenomenal. Um, I came in right after Lauren, and she was just such a good point guard, really, really smart. Um, at that time, Jessica Jones, I don't know her marital last name right off the top of my head, but Jessica Jones went to OSU. She was helping with the program, and we just had really good leadership, and, you know, it trickled down from the top. Al was a perfectionist. Um, everything we did, we didn't do anything fancy, but we tried to do everything we did as perfect as possible. Um, and he, he just was one of, he forced you to expand your IQ because we didn't just have a playbook of dribble drive, attack the basket, try to find somebody. We had a playbook. I mean, in over four years, probably over a hundred different sets, we ran offenses. And so just expanding your basketball knowledge was not optional. You had to you had to come in every day. You had to compete because he would call you out for it. I mean, it just wasn't, yeah, it wasn't typical high school basketball. It was, and that's all I've ever known because I started playing for him as soon as I moved up here. So it just wasn't, every day was a different type of challenge, whether it was him being on you about stuff or your teammates telling you you're not going hard enough or, yeah, that was such a culture. Like, it, as soon as you walk into the gym, it's just, I, that culture still is there. You can, you can just feel it. The best coaches always set a very high standard, and then the best programs have those players also instill that standard. You have now, since your playing career has ended, you've transitioned into being a coach at Prairie. You and your mom are kind of in a unique situation um, where I've heard it described as kind of co-coaches. How does that work at Prairie? Yeah, so my mom and I took a, we just finished our fourth year, and um, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's fun. It's different. Um, we do the, we just do the opposite things. Um, mom is really good with defensive calls and she's really good with subbing and she's really good with managing the game and notice I'm really good at finding mismatches, calling offensive sets. Um, tempo, like we're, I don't know, just different stuff. And we do 
go back and forth on a lot of things and everything is a 50 50 decision. It's never, she said we're doing that. So we're doing it. Or I think we should do this. So we're doing, it. um, we are 50 50 on everything. And she takes care of a lot of the off court stuff dealing with team our booster club. She does an amazing job at fundraising. Uh, she does a lot of things that a lot of high school coaches don't want to put the time into doing to keep our program, you know, as successful as it is and just keep instilling within our youth program. I think the youth programs are dying just because of AU ball, which is understandable, but we're trying to do a good job of at least giving our kids in our area who can't play AU ball another resource. Um, so yeah, I mean, we argue about things all the time. We go at it because we are very, very, very similar in mindset. We want to win and uh, we want to have to do it. So we definitely co-coach. It is 50-50 on everything. So That's, that's awesome. Um, now you also, in addition to coaching the high school team, you, you have your own, I, I like to call them basketball academies where you teach youth. Uh, I believe yours is called Ashley Corral Performance Training. Um, it's, it's something where if you, you, you follow yourself on social media, I see you teaching the game in a very positive manner. It's not positive manner being the right way, not the, Hey, let's take 18 dribbles around a cone, flip up a tennis ball, spin move, and kind of a blindfold finish. It's skills, it's progressions, it's reads. How do you balance the coaching with the training? And if somebody's interested in your training, um, how, how do they get involved? Yeah. So I like to train from a coach's perspective. I've actually never, I when I got started in all this, I never really thought I would do just training. Um, starting in high school, building that IQ up and playing for Al, it helped me see the game as a whole. So I think teaching the game of basketball in its simplest form has to happen first. I don't think I would have been as good of a player if he didn't teach me the foundation and the fundamentals and those principles that I just, I mean, I don't see him very often anymore. And I know the game is changing and kids are more athletic and, you know, we see some things that we haven't seen before from a genetic standpoint, but just, we want to make sure our kids, they're, you know, if a kid plays for us for three years and then they go play for somebody else or they get into high school, they know how to play basketball, just training skills. Um, basketball is an entire game. So yeah, players have roles. And I think that's where individual training, we can hone in on certain things and topics, but when it comes to basketball as a whole, they got to know how to play the entire game. And so, yeah, progressions, we just work out of, I like doing, if we're working on zone stuff, we'll shoot five different types of zone shots from different types of zone reads. Just that's realistic. Um, realistic training to me doesn't mean, I don't know if that gimmick stuff works. Like I'm not gimmick, but I don't know if that stuff works tossing tennis balls up, you know, hands with med balls and covering your eyes. Like I'm sure it has some type of benefit. Simplest form or me does work for a lot of players. Um, and yeah, I just want to here to whatever program they go to say, I learned so much about basketball and yeah, as a whole and our kids. So we have a gym, uh, we have a facility called legends and we have members that can come and they can come up times a week. Um, we have all types of different memberships. We're actually in the process of moving to a full court facility. Um, and with that full court facility, we'll be able to do a lot more. We only have a little half court now as you, uh, You've seen so to have that full court is just going to expand everything and you know when growing up here I used to go to the hoop a lot and play pickup with all the old guys and just get in where they been and I want to bring pickup back like I just don't think there's enough pickup here either for kids for adults like anything you know you have to know somebody state or you have to know somebody at Warner so trying to bring 
got back in this area uh, is one of our goals as well. I, I love two things you mentioned there. The realistic training. You know, the, there's there's something to be said about, you know, working on skills and combining them with drills that are going to be kind of impacted or used in a game setting. And then the other one is pickup basketball. I had a guest um, a couple days ago. We recorded a podcast interview, Seth Greenberg, ESPN college basketball analyst. He was sharing stories about um, growing up in the New York City area where um, you have to win to stay on. Otherwise, you sit for 45 minutes. And unfortunately, in these day and age with, with youth basketball, it's kind of, uh, oh, I'm part of the team. I get to play regardless of, of how I perform. Uh, you were, unfortunately, once you escalate in athletics, your performance dictates how many minutes you get, and the performance of everyone on the team dictates uh, how you guys win or lose. But you had some really good coaching growing up. Um, Al Aldridge, uh, legendary Hall of Fame coach in the state of Washington, what might be the biggest takeaway from him coaching you have you used to this day as a coach? Keep it simple. Uh, I still talk to Al and, you know, I'm not, I've coached high school for four years, so I know that I don't know everything. Working at Willamette a little bit with um, Peg Swadner, she has taught me a lot about basketball as well, but uh, Al just always reminds me, like, don't, don't out-coach yourself. Uh, that's one of the things that even when as a coach now going into playoffs, it's don't out coach yourself. You're still, you know, they're still, they still have to play you. That was one thing that he always instilled in us. Like, yeah, we're going to play whoever we're going to play university. We're going to play NGB Oakland, but you know what? They still got to play you. So that's something that, you know, just keeping it simple, sticking to what you know, and reminding yourself that there's a reason that you're here. They have to play you be confident in what you do. And that's something that we instill in our kids every day. Um, confidence is a big part of sports. You know that when you're in a slump and you're not very confident and everything just seems to be forced at that point. So confidence is a very, very big part of what I got out of him coaching me in high school. Yeah. I, I know Al a little bit and he can be very demanding, but <laughs> the people uh, and the players that buy into his demanding style uh, have had success. And then now they have a tremendous amount of respect uh, for the path that he tried to, to put them through. Last question before I let you go, um, and we appreciate your time. What was your greatest memory as a basketball player, whether it's high school, college, or, or your time in the pros? My greatest memory? Hmm. That's tough. Uh, honestly, I'm going to say the McDonald's All-American game. I had never – been to an event like that um in high school especially just being from southwest washington getting you know flown out to milwaukee getting going to the mcdonald's house getting fitted for clothes getting bags of gear like that had never happened like you know that was just where where am i like who are these and you know back then we didn't have social media so we would just see these people at the same nike skills academy to you know, other events. And that whole process from when I was like a junior in high school up until senior, that process of seeing those people at the same events, at the same games, and it's, it just prepared me for college. I mean, you know, playing in front of a thousand people at Prairie is much different than playing in 10,000 people in college or 20,000, 50,000. So those experiences were just so fun and so mesmerizing at that point in my life that 
yeah, there are memories I'll never forget. I still have friends from those events. Uh, yeah, those times where the level of competition was the highest, but it was so fun just because you knew that you had earned your way to that position. And it, yeah, it was, those were the best times for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. I always love uh, to connect with a former uh, and fellow Prairie Falcon. We appreciate your time. Wish you nothing but the best of luck as your uh, training academy uh, moves into your new facility. Hopefully at some point when I'm down in Vancouver, I'll get a chance to check it out. So uh, again, Ashley, thanks for joining our Scorebook Live Washington Today podcast. Yep. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.